Welcome to episode 43 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 5. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories because stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. Listeners, I apologize in advance if I sound off today. It is a somber day for me and my family, as today we witnessed the funeral ceremony of my beloved uncle, my mother's older brother, who passed away of COVID. Like many families, COVID left an indelible mark on our family as well. So, I dedicate this episode to my dear uncle. The one thing that I also want to share with you that he also was one of my the biggest supporters of sharing life lessons. He used to listen to every single episode on the day of the release. And by mid-afternoon, I would get a message from him with feedback. There have been times he has told me that I have heard it and I like it, but I need to hear it again to ensure that the message sticks with me, etc. His last message to me was for episode number 40, and then he got sick with COVID and could not listen to episodes 41 and 42. But if he had, then I'm sure he would be proud of me as they were his kind of episodes. His last message to me read as follows. Just finished listening to episode number 40. Wonderful. I am not sure if it happened to just me. Or was there something in this episode, but it brought tears to my eyes whilst listening? And I felt truly wonderful. Thanks. So, Teresa, if you are listening, thank you for touching my uncle's soul with your story. With pride, I would like to announce that our guest for today is my older brother, Akbar. His first book got published last month. I know he has been dreaming this book up for years, and finally, COVID presented him the time he needed to write the book. It is co-authored with Nikhil Sharma. It is titled Rumi and Kabir Consulting and is based on ancient wisdom of Rumi and Kabir, teaching the art of happiness to the modern youth. Call it coincidence or call it synchronous. I truly believe the universe definitely had a hand in this. Because here I am, dedicating this episode to my deceased uncle. May his soul rest in peace. And to the first book published by my brother, both a product of COVID. With bittersweet sentiments, I welcome our guest for today, Akbar Khwaja. It is evident he is an ardent fan of Rumi and Kabir's poetry and an aspiring poet himself. Hello, Akbar. Welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. You know I have been asking you to be a guest on my show for the longest time, but you've always put me off by saying I will do it after my first book is released. So your book finally got released. And not only did it get released, but it got released with a bang in India. Your book was second on the list of the hot release list for the week. So congratulations for that. Congratulations for the release of the book. And I would like you to first tell us about yourself, please. So I am the most confused person you have on your show. And otherwise, I am the most confused person 
not only in the show, but it, I know. also in my life. <laughs> in the whole world, let's say. So, so that's a good introduction for me. So where my confusion led me is another story we will talk of. But how I see myself, if I have to introduce myself to somebody, then I would say that I have been learning of the confusion and keeping it alive so long that it has become a tool of comprehension now. The three things I love in life is physics, philosophy, and poetry. Actually, I was very fortunate. I got some very good teachers. And these were the most discussed things when I was 15, 16, 17, 18. And I had this scholar called Farooq Hukka, who was like all these scholars you used to have hundreds of years back, who were good at physics, philosophy, poetry, science, medicine, who knew everything. It's only in the last few hundred years that we have started to stratify knowledge. So my love for these three and my confusion is what defines me. I remember the earliest discussions and books that I loved was the Dialogues of Plato, which was introduced to me by Farooq Hukka, one of my teachers in life. And the second book I really liked at that time was Illusions by Richard Bach. So those are the kind of people I read and those are the kind of people who created the confusion. And of course, life has been a journey of unwinding that confusion, though I don't know where it ends. It is thanks to you that I read the wonderful classics like Jonathan Livingston Siegel and One and Illusions by Richard Bach. You also tried your best to get me to read Dialogues of Plato, but I remember drawing the line there. <laughs> so brother, tell us about your book, please. It is called Rumi and Kabir Consulting. Why that title and what's in the book? So Rumi, Maulana Jalaluddin Rumi and Sant Kabir are two people who I believe were enlightened, were poets, were philosophers, and have given the maximum contribution to literature and knowledge of how to be happy and how to have a good, happy life. So the book is a fiction about this corporation, which has got 2,800 people who sell millions of games across the world, all successful people, very well-to-do, very smart achievers. The thing in common is that they were unable to find the deep contentment that uh, was eluding them. And this book is about the management realizing that happiness of their people is important and then going and trying to do something about it and how Rumi and Kabir assist them in finding happiness. And it brings the 12th century, uh, 13th century Kabir and the 15th century Rumi into the world and has an interaction between them and the youth and how the youth 
impress them and how they were able to impress the youth that's the book and i've read the manuscript and it is I, I, okay listeners just because he's my brother i am biased but i'm also not biased objectively it is a really good book one of my favorite books is 40 rules of love yeah. that is one of my favorite books it depicts the love between rumi and shams the braze and this comes very close it definitely does not beat it but it comes very close so i want to ask you where did you get your love for rumi and kabir because as i was growing up i was fascinated by how you used to just rattle off these kabir poetries and rumi's poetries and quotes some of which i didn't understand and then you used to very patiently sit and explain them to me which is where i got my love for rumi and kabir and poetry but where did yours come from i used to teach philosophy and i used to teach religion right from the age of 17 and those five years that i went around the country traveling and teaching and that mission actually made me look into gnostic literature gnostic literature is literature that alludes to gnosis which is the higher form of knowledge and that is where kabir and rumi and if you remember conference of the birds i do i do arudutin atar mm-hmm. those kind of books those kind of authors were the ones that you get Uh, a lot of information and a lot of knowledge and then a lot of gnostic knowledge so gnostic understanding comes from there so let me quote what kabir says from my book so quoting from kabir and and i love doing translations of kabir because the joy of the translation is where you don't lose the meaning or you believe you have not lost the original meaning and still make it a uh, sound like poetry which is where the challenge of poetry, translating poetry is so i'll read this in hindi and then i will give you the english translation that i have done kabira lehri samudra ki moti bikhre aaye bagula bhed na janiyo hansa chuni chuni khaye kabira waves from the ocean brings to shore precious stones the crane is blind to these riches while the swan nibbles just pearls so what kabir is trying to say is that everybody gets all kinds of inputs what you tune into and what you take out of all those various inputs is how you are going to be living your life so he says that the swan nibbles only pearls while the others will just feed themselves on anything and that has been the defining thing and out of all this what do you hone in on what do you tune into very nice and so this tuning into is this something where you come with a mindset that this is what i want to get out of the knowledge of life or is it something where you're getting all these inputs and then you are focusing on what feels good to you which way does it go for you i think it's more the second one that mm-hmm. it automatically the tuning is already there 
So if a lot of no, uh, things are passing you, you can you can just say yes. This is what I would like to hear, or this is the person who makes sense to me, or here is where I can improve on what I already know. So knowledge comes in words, then it comes in insight, intuitive insights, and then it comes in assimilation into your practice. Once you have assimilated knowledge into your practice, then you will be able to make more sense of it. Then you can make of all the other things. What do you mean by assimilate in your practice? So I can keep saying that you have to be uh, peaceful. Let's say, and everybody wants to be peaceful, and everybody wants to be happy. There's this beautiful course at Harvard, Dr. Tal Bin Sahar. It's there on the YouTube. It is there in public domain for people to listen to, and there he he gives the most uh, in-depth understanding of how to be happy. So he says, let's say he says maintain silence. Let's say he says be grateful, and let's say he says have good relationships. Now, what of this do you realize that you need in your life? And after that realization, what will you? Assimilate into your daily practice. So, if you want to assimilate silence into your daily practice, then that silence has to become you for a certain part of your day. If you want to have good relationships and that practice in your life, then you have to see that no relationship in your life is giving you or the other person any kind of uh, uh, discomfort. So, I think. that is assimilating in your life just knowing it in words and realizing it are steps towards assimilation mm-hmm. and that's where you want to go with your knowledge you don't want to just have knowledge in words yep so tell us what are the secrets of happiness that rumi and kabir are teaching i mean obviously we don't want to talk about everything because then we want folks to read the book too but tell us <laughs> tell us what okay. it is give us some insight i would say there are three things that would take you towards happiness and how far you can reach only depends on how much depth you give that facet of your life so the first thing i would say is the ability to be silent not silent in words not silent in sound but silent deep inside your mind where you don't have the need to have thoughts and when thoughts come you are able to uh, select the ones that give you peace and give you joy and you are able to deenergize so to say and allow uh the thoughts that give you discomfort to flow away or or deescalate and die i actually have a perfect quote of rumi mm-hmm. and rumi says silence is eloquent cease trying and let the pattern emerge yes beautifully said it is from your book by the way okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> not that i would remember all the quotes from the book but it is beautiful so that that's the first thing that i would share the second thing is that from the silence this silence this deep 
that you have created in your heart and mind emerges your ability to listen to intuition and though words are eloquent silence is more eloquent and silence is more poetic words are more articulate but silence is poetic because your intuition doesn't speak to you in words your intuition speaks to you in ideas and stories and poetry and that is the richest form of communication you can have with yourself which brings me to the third part but how do you practice it so once you get in touch with your intuition then your artist starts to you know flower and you can use it in music or or humor or art or poetry or sketching or painting or writing that's where your book comes from that's where your poetry comes from that where your art comes from and it doesn't take long uh, i've seen people who have sat at home during the lockdown and become artists and now they are selling art on the road uh, of bangalore where i stay i think that creativity getting in touch with that innermost part of yourself gives you the deepest kind of happiness and the ability to see everything in a perspective that cannot give you discomfort cannot take away your peace cannot take away your joy that is my secret of happiness and that also are the life lessons that i normally ask my guests to list and i guess those i can take as your life lessons that you want to share with the listeners but i want to take you back to silence 101 everyone says you have to embrace silence how do you embrace silence is there a particular process yeah let's say that there are a few stages the first stage is ability to remain quiet when there's a lot of lot of noise what what i mean by noise is there's a lot of input coming to you say you are in the middle of a argument and the ability to remain quiet and for that moment cease judge, judging the other person is where you start from and and you start from just being quiet mhm and that gives you the ability to keep quiet from your words mhm the second comes the ability to keep quiet from your mind where you go into your mind and you watch yourself you witness your mind and as thought comes you intuitively understand whether this thought is good for you or not good for you and you do not allow the thoughts that hurt you or that are discomforting to you to get to you that's the second part and here you can practice cessation of all thought too so no thought so you told me brother you said that you have to not focus on the thoughts that give you great discomfort yes so are yes, you saying but, that it's okay to focus on thoughts that give you comfort it is but that ability will not come unless you allow your mind to be silent of all thoughts mm. see there's something i in the book i call tpm thoughts per minute for those who missed it tpm is thoughts per minute our tpm is so high that 
the ability to juggle that mm-hmm. but when you bring that tpm down to zero or one or two then to manage it it becomes easier makes sense the third part of the same thing is these thoughts then get your emotions flaring so just imagine you going into a party and your friends saying cheers and laughing and remembering and all that brings you in the mood and you become joyful from inside so what has happened is the vision the input has gone to your mind you have uh, you have brought up thoughts that are conducive to joy and then you feel joy the other way if you are into an argument you will then bring up all the things that ever happened with the person you are arguing with and you will make yourself angry and you will start shouting so the third part is the thoughts that you bring up in your mind the memories uh, let's say generate moods and generate your emotion then the third part would be to silence the emotion say it's okay i don't need you silence the thoughts then silence the emotions that is where you come to equanimity equanimity mm-hmm. is where you don't judge any situation so in the book i have mentioned one hack i said there's a hack to happiness i think that is the thing i leave the listeners with so that mm-hmm. they look in the book and find the hack to happiness but there are these hacks to happiness which allow you to take a shortcut you don't have to do the process and go there so there's a beautiful thing that kabir says kabir says man ka manka fer de turant mila do to hai that means the rosary or the beads are telling the pious person that why are you turning me round and round and round you just turn the orientation of your mind and i will introduce you to the truth this very moment so coming to peace coming to happiness coming to truth doesn't take time like rumi says that between you and me that is between the truth and me mm-hmm. there is a veil the size of muslin the thickness of muslin but to come to the other side i'll have to traverse the universe so you don't always have to traverse the universe you can just drop the veil that's not as easily said as done but it's possible So, that is also deep and listeners i wanted to share all of this with you to also share with you about my childhood and what i grew up with so this is the <laughs> richness i grew up with truly so these are the hacks to happiness you don't have to go through a long process you can do it in a day you can do it in a moment but but then there's a long way read the book <laughs> i say read the book this was very good i want before i let you go br- brother i want you to tell us a story from the book or the the kind of stories that you've been telling me that leave an impact so anytime i get into a situation i think about a story from which i get my answer so can you tell us one of the stories and then we can end this interview so let me tell you the story from maulana rumi's masnavi which is a book where he wrote a lot of short stories 
with a lot of lessons, spiritual lessons, lessons that agnostic. And one of the stories which I've included in the book is about the Greek and the Chinese construction teams who were fighting in front of the Caliph. And the Chinese said, be to the best buildings. And the Greek said, be to the best buildings. And finally, the Caliph says, listen, I'm going to give you both one, one house to build at my cost. Just build it and let me decide. Stop arguing in words. So he gives them both one place to build and both of them with great skill and tenacity built these houses. And the Chinese order the best construction material and the best paint and the best decorations and the house is beautiful with all the colors uh, of the rainbow coming through and looking very elegant. And the Greek, they build the house and then they polish the walls so much that the walls are like a mirror. And they don't put any paint or any decoration on it. All the natural colors from the surrounding and from the Chinese house are shining through from the Greek walls. When the Caliph comes, he sees the Chinese house and he loves it. But he says that the plainness and the beauty and the, the class of the Greek house cannot be compared by all the colors that go into any other house. What Rumi is saying is that you may have, and this is alluding to the way we are built inside. The story is not about the outside. The story is about, Rumi's stories always are about the inside. And uh, what Rumi is alluding to is that you keep the inside so clean. that the, the inside should be so clean that things from the outside reflect beauty into you and there is no confusion so i'm looking for something like that in my life that's why i told you the story that's a beautiful story and a beautiful ending brother thank you so much for finally being my guest you are a guest in the fifth season and i've been telling you from season two so here we are but i am so proud that your book is published it is rumi and kabir consulting and the links for where you can buy the books, both in India and in the US, will be in my show notes. So please, listeners, go ahead and read it and find the key to happiness. Thank you, Amida. Love your show too and have fun. Yep, and I love you. Love you too. Bye. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this sibling banter. I must express how proud I am of Akbar's creation. If you want to buy Rumi and Kabir Consulting by Akbar Khwaja and Nikhil Sharma, you will find it on Amazon.com, both in India and in the US. And if you do happen to read the book, please write back to me with your review on SharingLifeLessons101 at gmail.com. As always, here are my key takeaways. There are three things that can get you started on the path of happiness. One the ability to be silent in words, in mind, and in emotions. This you can do by controlling your TPM, that is your thoughts per minute. Two, from the silence that is created in the heart and mind, emerges the ability to listen to your intuition.
Three, through intuition, you can get in touch with the innermost part of yourself, which will give you the deepest kind of happiness. And four, there are hacks to happiness, which allow you to take a shortcut towards happiness. These hacks are disclosed in the book. I will leave you with my favorite words from the book written by Kabir. It goes like this. Karta tha so kyu kia, ab kari kyu pachtaye, boya ped babul ka, tu aam kaha se paaye. Which means, without thought, did you act? Now done. Why repent after the fact? If seeds of a bitter fruit you sow, how then would a mango grow? This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you another episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be well.